Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline and uh, bring aboard for the horses and horse racing Alberta again Saturday, August the 26th. It is the Canadian Derby out at Century Mile. We welcome back to the show, Daily Face-Offs, Frank Saravalli. Hello, Frank. How are you doing? I am pretty good, Bob. How are you doing? Not bad. Uh, got one for you to begin with. Uh, you know, you, did you see Cardi B whipping the uh, the bottle at? Uh, or, or the I did mic? actually. She got a little bit upset, and I was thinking, who? You know, which sort of singers or bands would be most likely to to go in there and start swinging? So for me, the Gallagher's from Oasis because they'll fight anybody, including each other. Uh, anybody off of the top? I mean, you're Philly tough. Is there anybody out there that? You can think of that would say oh yeah they're going to be jumping in there and getting into the fray right away not really but i didn't know until today that that was actually a thing we had a a local newscaster here in philly that was actually punched in the face yesterday right after an appearance and the reason for it was apparently connected to this cardi b thing is a, a viral tiktok you know sort of phenomenon where you punch someone on on video or you do something on video and yeah i hate, i would hate to see that continue so it's not called so like, what if you're sitting on the the sports net desk during an intermission and someone wings a bottle at you well actually i can tell you a number of years ago uh kevin carius uh, used to do live on location um, at uh, Boston Pizza, and it was the year of the University Cup in 0405, so that was a lockout year for the NHL. And a guy who I knew came by and gave me a clip in the side of the, the head. And I kind of looked at him like, "Are you? did you, you just... the old buzz cut? Yeah, and I was like, did you really just do that? And it was like, what are you doing? So, I don't know. I mean, I... You know, you were on camera and having an issue. What was it with a hot chicken sandwich? Does that count? Yes. No, that doesn't count. That, that doesn't. was uh, by design, and that was uh, that was certainly planned out. So uh, this is this is the thing now is is to go on 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 YouTube and and, and have a viral moment. And and look what I got away with because it puts the, you know the the singer, the athlete, the reporter, whatever, in an impossible situation as to how they should conduct themselves. Or yes, you know, yeah. Because I mean, I would, I would. And, s- and to be fair, like I've been on plenty of live sets and and things where someone has either done or said something. For the most part, I've never seen anyone respond, but they're are a few legendary stories uh, involving a, a, a TSN personality or two that may or may not have stepped down from the stage and given someone the business. Yeah. Uh, anybody I would know? Yes. 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 There we go. Wow. Um, that, that, I mean, that's an interesting one to me. I, you know what? I've had a couple... Sometimes of guys... people just get what's coming to them. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, what happened to decorum in society? Yeah, well, that that. I mean, could, could you, you not, been on social media that 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 went away a long time could, ago? Could you not deploy the same amount of force as the force that was used upon you in these situations? I'm not a legal expert. Perhaps uh, we should call one of your cherished sponsors and find out. You know what? We we actually when I had a show called Total Sports. 
I had Love It LLP for all five years of the show as uh, our legal considerations uh, source, uh, but that wasn't because of me. Let's just let's just say that there may have been a, a person that was on that show at times uh, that may have, well, as you know, Love It LLP. May have needed some consultation. Needed some consultation, and the reality of the yeah. situation was mm-hmm. uh, Craig Lupul, uh would come in and teach defamation uh, courses as well. It's funny how some of the guys didn't want to show up for that. I always found that interesting. Mm-hmm. Like this, this might be a way to stay out of trouble and make sure you you know get nailed for libel. You know what I'm saying? That's never a good thing. All right. So so the bottom. This I, I did not realize. So this is a thing now. It's now a thing to go. Uh, I learned yesterday that it's a thing. Like newscaster gets done appearance, punch in the face, and you know showed up today on air with a shiner. Uh, male or female newscaster? Male. Okay, because it is Philly. Uh, I mean, one of the greatest comebacks of all time in Philly, we've talked about this before, it involves Bill Burr giving it back to the entire city of Philly, the Philly rant at a, at a yeah, comedy festival. pretend like that never happened. You're, why not? Because he hammered Philadelphia in the rant? Yes. I, I rather admire that. Um you know, it is what it is. Hey, speaking of which, are the Flyers ever going to get back to being the Flyers? Is that how much of that debate takes place? I mean, we had Jerry Johansson in yesterday on the show, and he was joking about what it was like because he was, you know, he was a captain and an enforcer in the Western Hockey League, and uh, he said he stupidly took his uh, jacket off one time and stared down Brian Maxwell when he was a young assistant coach, and Maxie went and sucker punched him and dropped him. So. Uh, one of the great stories out there. I, I don't know, man, where it's going. I just kind of chuckle. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you just got to kind of laugh. These, this is what happens when there's very little going on, Frank, is there? Uh, well, it's the. I'll tell you who's been busy. That's the uh, neutral arbitrator uh, that's been handing out decisions left and right. Jeremy Swayman just a few uh, minutes ago with the Boston Bruins you know, he ends up in a spot where the Bruins now are not only out of cap space, but are technically over the cap. And I'm sure that they could send one of their eight defensemen down to get compliant, but yes. they are going to be close. You know, they're going to have about enough cap space to start the season to go out for a steak dinner. Wow. That's how tight they're going to be. That's crazy times. Nothing at all on the 2018 team. Again, we're, is this now getting pushed to – are we going to hear anything? I'm sure we'll hear something at some point, but has has not been on my radar in the last couple of weeks as something that is imminent as in tomorrow. And maybe that's when it will happen, but – teams were I, I believe teams were told a few weeks ago to brace for impact and nothing since that's kind of interesting have you had a chance now to sort of evaluate who you by the way who did you pick to win the stanley cup last year uh last year what year did you pick uh, winnipeg that was two years ago when they missed the playoffs okay and you're really it, good at, at that you you know you have the memory of an elephant uh, I do, Frank, except I forgot my daughter's name, but that's just kidding, Tori. Uh, no, uh, you did also, I, I recall, uh, because you met the Patrick Swayze of uh, Edmonton Bar Owners at one time, uh, Dan Baker. Uh, you picked the Oilers to win the Cup in 1718. They missed the playoffs, and you picked Winnipeg. So do me a favor. This year, don't pick the Oilers to win the Cup. Okay. Well, last year, I picked the Hurricanes to win the Cup. 
and they lost in what the conference? They make it to the conference final, or they lose in the round two? Uh, it's funny now that you said that. I'm. <laughs> I think they lost in the conference final. Yeah. Yeah, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero. Where do you got the? I mean, you have to consider the Oilers a legitimate threat to win, do you not? Well, see, this is kind of the spot that you're putting me in, though. I, I said I was asked on DailyFaceOff.com a few weeks ago to end the season. Who is the way too early Stanley Cup pick for Frank? Who is twenty four? Frank, who is the way too early Stanley Cup pick for twenty twenty four? I said the Edmonton Oilers, and the reason for that is. At some point, and I thought that it would be this past year, yeah. Connor McDavid is not going to be denied. At some point, he's just going to pick this team up and put it on his, on his back. And he did an incredible job the last two years. I just think the Oilers were just a bit unlucky with everything that piled up in uh-huh. the playoffs uh-huh. against Vegas. And it's amazing how quickly a series can get flipped. Um, I mean, the Oilers were, I don't know. They they should have had a pretty, they, they could have had a two-to-one lead in that series, right? And, it, you know, you look at the series now and you think back of all the missed opportunities, like that could have been the Oilers winning the cup last year. It could have been. It was hard. And and, and you can't, that, that game doesn't work. You can't play the, well, we lose to the champs. We've lost to the champs kind of card. Here's the deal. Colorado was just better than Edmonton. We know that. We can see that. Even with the dry settle and nurse uh, injuries. Vegas. It wasn't even close. It wasn't close. Vegas, conversely, um, there's, and, and I got to, you know, I'm a little bit old school, Frank, like, and I don't want to put too much pressure on the Evander Canes and Darnell Nurses of the world. But if I'm Darnell Nurse, I'm never fighting Hag again. But Alec, Alex Petrangelo? Like, I got, no, well, first off, that that it should have just been one person getting suspended. So it starts there, okay? It, it should start there, but that was just one thing on the list. Either either they should have given Petrangelo a two game suspension and one for Nurse, or a one game suspension for Alex, and rescinded the Nurse instigator because it was two guys that were you know, and it just it just. And the Department of Player Safety said at the time that the the nurse call was so it was cut and dry. Like it was one of the easier decisions that they've made. Apparently I just think they took, and I said this to you on the air. Yes, I said, did. I, I, that they took the weenie way out in they just did. allowing those two to cancel each other out because they didn't want to make a decision. So part of my theory on this is the NHL had to apologize for the Joe Pavelski major that he drew against Vegas and it just seems at times since then, and it's not a conspiracy. And people say, oh, they were over the Capitol. It's irrelevant to that. If there's a 50-50 margin, it kind of, in my opinion, has gone, which is not to denigrate. It's an excellently run organization. Um, they, they, One of the things that they did, they went out and got Sean Burke, the goalie whisperer. Mm-hmm. Every, every guy that played there played great. That's a sign of coaching. And the style that they played, Bruce Cassidy. I mean, there were guys in Boston that didn't want to play for Bruce Cassidy anymore. Right guy at the right time, and they won the cup. The Oilers outshot anybody who has. You don't have to have Oilers 3D beer goggle glasses on to sit there and go. Edmonton outshot Vegas. 
75 to 53 in the final two games. Okay? Mm-hmm. They could have, with, with a bounce at the right time, they could have won either of those two games. But what about Zach Hyman not being at 100% and Evander Kane not being at 100%? Yeah, played a factor. And, and also, to be fair, Vegas, there was that complaint about the cap, but the roster that they were icing... They were games, not over the cap. They were, they not, were cap compliant. They were, but, but still, you don't get to add Ivan Barbashev... There you go. That's the big one. ...without using LTIR money. Like, the, the, I mean, I guess the scenario would have been, could the Edmonton Oilers, in theory, have just kept Evander Kane on on LTIR until the playoffs, have him completely recovered and not have any... And gone out and gotten another player and then had that player play in their top nine somewhere. Barbashev ended up on their first line. On a, he was so good, they re-signed him. Right. They didn't have any consideration to bring him back. Right. I think when they got him, they were thinking, this guy is just a pure rental. Yeah. So, And uh, they also, I mean, to, they. I don't want to denigrate anything that they've accomplished because, first off, you can't win 16 games in the playoffs without, you know, you can't fake your way there. You don't that this doesn't happen by happenstance, but the contributions that they got up and down their lineup were pretty incredible, and not yeah. just from Aiden Hill and Net. Like I'm talking, Brett Howden had a monster playoff. He was really good. Um, you look at some of the other guys that made impacts. Like there, there were guys everywhere. It seemed like at a different point, someone different was stepping up. Alec Martinez at the age of 35 had not had a good last season and a half and was great in the playoffs. Bob, Vegas goalied the Oilers end stop. That comes to us from Haas. They did in game six. They did in game six. I don't know if the goalie, if Aiden Hill, we had Jerry in yesterday. I mean, Jerry's got Aiden Hill. I don't know if he stole any other game in the series before that. I mean, the Oilers had a bad three-minute stretch in game number five. They scored three power play goals, but they only got one on the five-minute major. Vegas got a lot of power plays in that. And, and, and there was one brutal ticky-tack call at a critical time, but they made the most of it. And, it just, and you know what happens? If you're hosting a show called Oilers Now, Frank, and you're talking about what it could have, should have, you know, the non the Oiler haters, oh, you're, you're a homer, and you're looking at the... But the reality is they were close. So you're saying the way so, to... So wait, so let's get back to the original question, which was who's your way too early pick? And you're saying, don't pick the Oilers, and then you just gave me every reason why you could. There you go. I I, I was saying, I don't want you personally picking the Oilers because you've been the kiss of death. And I am a little okay. bit, su- I'm a little bit superstitious. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so, okay, so let's work our way through this equation from the other end then. If not the Oilers, Colorado. who would be your pick? Colorado. Colorado. Uh, for me, I, I just I I think there's been such an erosion of depth there. Do you think that the the off season moves that they made, plus maybe some more luck in the health department, will enable them to bounce back? Like, how big of an impact will Ryan Johansson have? I think it'll be a team in the West. I think it's going to be Colorado or Edmonton. Fair fair point. I still love their defense. Yeah. I mean, how could you not with Kale McCarr? So, but the fact that they didn't have to move Sam Girard this summer. Yeah. By the way, Frank, I want to get you to. I'm going to get you to comment on this. Um, I think this has been a good summer for Edmonton. 
on a couple different fronts. I'm going to start with the fact that Connor Brown, he had his, he, how many different, how many di- different teams were in on Connor Brown? Do you think when it was all said and done? Twelve to sixteen. Okay, he chose the Oilers on a 775 base. Of course, he's Thank rep- you, number 97. There you go. What does that tell you about 97? Okay, and then the other thing that I'm going to mention is I think it's been a good summer because a team that I feared for Leon Drysaddle were the L.A. Kings. Okay, Octagons had a long history of placing players in Los Angeles. They've got an outspoken agent or two based in L.A. And the L.A. Kings traded. So they, they went out and made a, a pretty effective third-line center signing, in, or some would say second-line center in Philip Deneau at 5.5 million times six years. Then they turn around and uh, they do the Dubois trade, right, and sign him to a long-term deal. And then they re-up Kopitar for two more years. They are now not going to be in on Leon Dreisaitl. And that is that that eliminates I, I, I You know what they say, Bob? What's that? If you're scared, get a dog. Are you really, really are you really nervous? No, no, Frank. I, I said last week I think it's better than a fifty uh percent chance that the orders find a way to, to I mean Edmonton's... I think it's better than I think it's way higher than that. Really? Yeah. I think it's better than 75%. That both players re-sign as Oilers? Yes. Okay. And yeah. How many teams... Look, anyone would move heaven and earth to get one of them, but how many places could they both do it together? I know for a fact that Connor communicated to his teammates that if we want to win, we're all going to have to, you know, do our part. Like, the, you know, and, I'll, and I'll say this, some would say, oh, Derek Ryan was just smart. And Matthias Janmark was—they were just smart. They each took. Ryan took three hundred and fifty thousand less. Janmark took two hundred and fifty k less to, to to re-sign, and they signed before free agency started. And there's lots of players like those guys out there right now that don't have contracts. But the fact is, they took less. Mm-hmm. So you think better than a seventy-five percent chance they both—they've got the cap space when you require the cap space. And this is the only place that the two of them can play together, Frank. Agreed? Well, that's what I was saying. One of them will be able to go somewhere else, or both of them may be able to go to separate places. But where can both of them go at the same time? Yeah. And yeah. Ha- and and not have to start all over again. Do you know what? I Wayne- mean, look at look at the factor of you just mentioned Connor Brown, the recruiting factor. Yeah. It's not even really a hard. It's not a hard sell. Everyone universally recognizes the Oilers as one of the very five, six, seven, a small group of authentic Stanley Cup contenders year in and year out now. Yep. And a big. I'll never forget because I did the show. It was January 9th of two thousand eight, and Daryl Cates was. Pursuing the Oilers at that time, Cal Nichols and his group, the Edmonton Investors Group. Wayne Gretzky did our show. He was coaching the Phoenix Coyotes, and I asked Wayne point blank. I said, Wayne, you were sold to the LA Kings by Peter Pocklington. We might have some fans nervous of a single owner and the fact that, you know, is the wherewithal in place to be able to keep your best players? And Wayne said, Frank, that Daryl Cates will do everything possible 
to re-sign all of his best players for as long as he can. And guess what's happened since he's owned the team? Hall, Everly, Everly chose a six-year deal, could out a seven. Nugent Hopkins, seven-year deal. Drysaddle, McDavid, eight-year deals. Nugent Hopkins, eight-year deal. See a bit of a theme there? He's transformed the city on top of that. Yeah. I mean, I used to go to Edmonton 15 years ago. I know how different it is now versus then. Yeah. That's and that's for people that players that live there, that's for players that are visiting there. Everyone sees it, but it's it's not it's the chance to win that's sucking people in. Right. And as long as they have the that two That outweighs and and punches above its weight class when it comes to all the other things that some may or may not view as negatives. Cold, right. dark, whatever it might be. Players want to win. That's it. And when you have those... If you're going through the free agent pecking order, facilities show up somewhere on the list, but they're like five or six. And the biggest thing is chance to win. And what is that chance to win relative to pay? How much do I have to give up to have a chance to win? Yeah. Frank, you're winning a lot of fans over today. Let me tell you, you should see the uh, Ashley Fine Flores text line. Uh, You are coming here. Is that correct? You're coming for that. Like, just to be clear, like, I'm not pumping anyone's tires. This is, I, I would tell you in the negative way, too, if I felt differently. Yeah. So you're coming and I for, have. Yeah, you have. We've, we've discussed it. All right. Awesome stuff, Frank. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk uh, next week. Before we do that, what do you think happens with the McLeod? Ar- by next week, we'll know the McLeod arbitration situations. The two sides will trade numbers tomorrow. Yeah. Trent Frederick seems to have set the table, has he not? 2.25, is that what he got? 2.3, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, is he a th- uh, three years pro or two years pro? He is I he's think, five. Yeah, because McLeod is, uh, this will be interesting with McLeod. A lot of people compared him to Kershev, but Kershev's played three years in the NHL, and it's been two years for McLeod. So McLeod has a lot less games played, and if you prorate out the numbers, they're somewhat similar. Yeah, yeah. And the ask for the Bruins was um, the player asked for 2-9, the team asked for 1-4. So you see where that ended up at 2-3. I... I, Frank, I would I would not be surprised if this got settled before Friday. It would be smart to yeah. to not leave it to chance. Yeah. But at the same time, I I don't think there's been very much movement. Yes. I think they're close on Bouchard. Like within a hundred k is my guess. So, I think that bridge ultimately. Well, but it's as I mentioned before, it's dependent on how much money McLeod gets, right? Because every hundred k that goes in McLeod's pocket is essentially being taken out of Bouchard's. Yeah. Either that, or it limits the the roster capability for next season. Awesome hit, Frank. Thanks, man. Take care, Bob. That is Frank Staravalli for the horses and horse. Horse Racing Alberta, uh, we mentioned again, the Canadian Derby is Saturday, August the 26th. Looking forward to it. I'm going to be out there at Century Mile for that event. Uh, we're going to take a timeout, and we'll come back and get to some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Flores text line, 1256 in Edmonton. 
Welcome back, everybody. It is uh, 1258 Edmonton. We're going to go quickly into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, I think this text comes to us from Dunner out of North Van. I think uh, shortly after Vander's injury, many Oilers fans suggested the Kucherov approach, but Ken Holland played it straight. Times are different now, and given the salary cap area, Oilers management has to be prepared to play dirty and bend the rules like uh, many other teams if they want to win next year. That comes to us from uh, uh, Dunner in North Van. Well, you know, there's there's countries that are trying to play by certain rules and other countries that don't play by any rules. You know, kind of like, say, Canada and Saudi Arabia on certain issues. You can draw your own conclusion there. Um all right, uh, some guests and orders now. Receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. You can follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that orders now st- sent you. Uh, Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 till midnight, uh, 5 till close. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update, Randy Kilburn. And when we come back, you, we're going to open up the, what do you think? Frank says better than a 70, what do you say, 75% chance? Uh, and he's got the, he has the Oilers as the favorite next year. Uh, we'll discuss that, amongst other things, on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Uh, but up next, Randy with the news.